episode number 203 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Lewis Walker and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Lewis, it's uh, me and you tonight and uh, a whole host of, of interviewees that you've you've been busy doing in, yeah. uh, at, at the, the Campus 5K, as well as um, taking part your fine self. And we've also got Alice Goodall on tonight as well, one of the up-and-coming rising stars. So it's been... Uh, it's a jam-packed episode, and uh, despite Tommy's absence, but first and foremost, Lewis, you've been uh, you've you've been away at the weekend in Aviemore, your your holiday home, um, and you you also you know <laughs> using that time to recover from the the five k. So how are you doing on a Monday evening? Yeah, so Monday is really nice here. Yeah, we were away in Aviemore, and I did nip up to the campus five k, which. If you've not done it before, it's a brilliantly organised race by by Ross Cairns in the um, the, the campus, University of the Highlands campus, uh, and reason. Uh, but it's not completely flat. There's a little kind of rise and fall to the course, but it's kind of it's kind of like one k loops. So it's um, yeah. uh, it's a it's a nice fastish course. Well, well, don't leave the listeners on tenterhooks. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a race report later. I'm gonna keep you on tenterhooks. <laughs> my, my, my target was 20 minutes for 5k. So yeah. I'll let you know after Alice Goodall's interview whether I got that or not. Oh, look at that! Now that is an incentive to to stay uh, up until the very end, folks. Um, like I said before, we we have got a uh, you know. A, a cracking lineup, um, you know, not only the, you know, a couple of race recaps from yours truly and, and Lewis, um, but but also, um, you know, just some of the the results that took place at the weekend as well. It's been, yeah, you know, some some fantastic results that we'll chat about, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it, you've also got something you wanted to one of your doc talks episode uh, or or segments as well that we're going to chat about. Yeah, so what one of the papers I was looking at in the last couple of weeks is, is about the evolution of world-class endurance training by uh, a guy called Ivan Sandbank. Or, yeah, Sandbank uh, et al. So it's so a number of folks. There's basically an expert panel of 25 sports scientists who've been looking at what have been the key trends that have improved endurance training and performance in the last 10 to 15 years. And what do they predict is likely to happen over the next 10 to 15 years? So it's pretty apt, really, because we're going to have Alice on shortly. She's, you know, been uh, running superlatively over 10K and mountains. Um, So we can, once we interview Alice, we can do a wee debrief of of that and see how it fits into the kind of key trends uh, as per the paper yeah. so that that'll be really quite interesting i hope <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sure it will be it's uh it's always it's always interesting some of the things that you come out with so this i'm sure will just be as as interesting to you and, and informative and i'm sure I, I applied uh pretty pretty well to racing and training um but yeah i mean so so this just, just so that i'm alice is one of your athletes is that right no, no, no. So Alice, um, and I'll let Alice explain properly herself, but she's part of the Edinburgh University Endurance Programme. Yeah. Um, so she is, she, she's part of that. Um, yeah. 
she's not one of the middle distance athletes I, I currently coach. Uh, and, and we can speak to her about her coaching setup from her perspective and, and her support setup and, and, and get a little bit of detail of that. Because I think, I think the university's hubs um, that, that are starting to, to spring up with Scottish athletics support through Mark Pollard are, are going to be keys to middle and longer distance performance. And not only that, some sprint performance as well um, yeah. uh, in, into the future. I wonder, Kyle, whether it might be useful bef- before um, Alice comes on. I know that we're going to do a recap of, of some of the, the, the races. It, it was a couple of weeks ago that there were Scots at the Euro under 23s in Finland, uh, in which right. Alice clearly competed. So it might be useful just to do a week brief recap of that, and we can lead into uh, Alice and and her interview at, at that point. Would that be useful? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I, I think we mentioned it briefly last time, but let's uh, yeah, let's just kind of like remind the listeners. You know, just I suppose it paints the set. It sets the scene for for Alice yeah. as well, and yeah, um, you know, just where she's come from and the talent she has as well. So. Yeah, if you've got the the details there, then fire away. So I I think last time we were just uh, previewing the races, were we not? Uh, This this is actually what, I think this is what happened. (laughs) Uh, Your memory (laughs) might be better than mine. It doesn't sound like it is. Uh, (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) I'm not sure. You'll have to go into the back catalog catalog folk and just have a wee listen and, and see whether Kyle's right or I'm right. I think we just <laughs> we just previewed it. But, but anyway, just yeah. a brief run through. There was Alison Bell, a sprinter, uh, who made the 100 final, and she also got a gold in the 4 by 100 metre relay, so great, great performance there. Uh, Brody Young was in the individual 400, uh, but his key to, to fame was he got a bronze medal in the UK 4 by 400 team. So good, good performance there. Uh, Sarah Calvert, to my coach, uh, was a finalist in the 1500. Uh, you might remember Sarah has had a lot of ups and downs with injuries uh, in, in this yeah. past year and basically won the UK trials of six weeks training. So she had nine weeks training going into, into the Euros and made the final, which was a, a, a really good performance from her. And interestingly, the final was won by uh, Sophie O'Sullivan, um, and who is uh, the daughter for old stalwarts of Sonia O'Sullivan, ah. who in the eighties and nineties uh, she's she's like she's like Irish royalty, uh, yeah. you know, in in wow. middle and longer distance running because she's been it's funny. She, I I saw that too, and I was like, is that Sonia? Or is it you know is that Sonia's daughter? And I'm I'm glad you've confirmed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So she certainly got got that pedigree, and uh, she won the race uh, on on a tight uh, sprint finish with Sarah Healy, another another Irish girl who, on paper, was the standout favourite. But you never know in a race. This is what I always say to my athletes. You never know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainty, and no matter how good someone is, there's always a possibility to beat them. So, uh, yeah. so always keep uh, keep your chin up and keep keep uh, pushing forward. So mo- moving on with Sarah Tate in the three k steeplechase, and and Sarah uh, had a, a really good sixth place. 
uh, and I believe got our, our first sub 10 minute clocking to go fourth all time in the, the, the Scottish lists. I think it was uh, 9.54 she ran, but uh, a re- really good run there. Uh, we had Megan Keith, of course, in the 5K. We'll speak more about Megan later with her exceptional performance uh, yesterday in, in London, yeah. but we'll, we'll hold that for a minute or two or a half hour or two. Uh, and uh, but 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 she won she won the gold in the 5k in the Euro under 23s and and had a really fantastic last 2000 meters in 5:57 so a sub three minute pace um, wow. and 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 round about 8:55 3k pace uh, and really yeah. pushed the field very hard uh, to win so that was great and it's kind of presaged uh, her her greater success to come. Uh, Eloise Walker was in the same race. Honourable mention for Eloise. She was in the medals until the the final lap, and seemed to, you know, just not feel good in herself. Uh, there was she was a bit kind of staggery up the last hundred. Unfortunately, fell and that let let her out of the medals and and back into fifth place. So um, I don't have any news on Eloise, but I hope that I hope that she's. Uh, you know she's doing okay and is, is properly recovered. Yeah, I hope um, so. Yeah, it's a shame just to be so close, but yet so far. Yeah, yeah, it was just oh. it was it was very close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then of course we have Alice Goodall, whom we're going to have on in a couple of minutes' uh, time. Alice in the ten k, and and Alice led from from start to finish. Uh, and I'm and I'm sure she'll tell us a bit more about how she you know how how the race went and how she was feeling. But I, I watched it from beginning to end, and it was quite nail biting because she she, yeah. she took it on from the beginning, gradually kind of eked the pace up until there was only two competitors left. <laughs> and this wow. lassie who was in second uh, really hung on. Uh, and hung yeah. on, and it was really nail biting. And it was just when yeah. Alice kicked in in the last two hundred uh, that that she she ran away with it and and won. And her her last K was three oh seven, so it's a pretty pretty oh, fast uh, last last K there. So so that's our our Scots at the Euro under twenty threes, and I think that they're you know they are under twenty threes. They're part of the future of of Scottish sport and I think there uh, there's a great foundation that that, uh, that that we can build on uh, for success that we've already got with our senior athletes so so really good to see uh, these performances do you um you know do 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 you are you for the the, the sort of under 23 championships Lewis you know do yes. you think it's a do you think it's a good a good sort of like um segue from juniors to, to seniors you know is that does it yeah i think it's a better think, yeah i think it's a better segue uh, from junior ranks and the seniors than the than the under 17 or under 20 type championships um yeah. Yeah. and i think that uh you, you know the the research evidence is, is really quite interesting because what, what what the research very clearly shows is that the people who become or the athletes who become um, kind of el- elite world champions at age 18 or even under 20s are rarely the folk that actually make it to the elite of the elite in their, their later years and actually win the big medals. So yeah. it's, it's really it's really uncommon 
for you know and, and a lot of that is to do with in order to be you know at, at the very best that age 18 say you've got to have done really pretty intensive training to to rise to the top um, um what the, what the, the the research shows across multi sports not not just athletics is that the folk who are a wee bit late developing who are getting beat in their under 16, under 18, even under 20 categories, uh, if yeah. they keep on plugging away, they're, they're, they're the folk that, that uh, when the cream rises to the very top, that the, the, they're often part of it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite interesting. And the research is very clear on this. So we've got to be careful about trying to really push athletes um, too hard, too early. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's uh, so there you go, folks. You know, anyone listening, you're getting beat. You know, just bide your time, listen to Coach Lewis, and you'll be absolutely fine. You'll be champions before you know it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> as long as long as you're over 22 or 23. <laughs> that's, that's true as well. It, it's an interesting subject, longevity in the sport. Like, um, you know, like I, I, I mean, I've been, you've been in the sport for decades. I've been in the sport for decades, but albeit with different hats on and um not just uh like coaching to to being an athlete but just in the disciplines of running too you know i started off i started off doing track and trot track you know the the seasoned track in the summer and then cross country in the winter and and you know doing the eights and the 15s the 400s uh, the long jump the javelin the you name it that it was it was fantastic doing doing all that but finding finding your niche as well and then I was like I don't want to do track anymore I need some hills and and then I went into the hills and and then it was all about um you know cross country hills that kind of like style and then um yeah it was pretty good so yeah no so I think I think what you're explaining there is a bit of diversity and and I think that's the other key aspect about youth development is that it's really important to be exposed in your early years, certainly up to the age of 16, 17, to either multi-sports, you know, so it's not, not just athletics, but, but you, you know, other team sports, football, rugby, uh, etc. Et um, but also within athletics, not just to be a middle distance runner from age 13 onwards, but to do a bit of long jump, a bit of high jump, maybe some throws. Um, in my in my day, and this is going back a long, long time, uh, Kyle. <laughs> there was there was something called the Thistle Awards. Oh, I remember Thistle, that. That was in my day too. Was that in I your day too? Right. I won't, yeah. I won't tell you how far back it was in my day. Uh, I think I think <laughs> we were probably the original Thistle Awarders. But but basically, you got points per discipline. You got you got. You know, you were encouraged to do all the disciplines and and uh, get get your points calculated so that uh, you know points mean prizes. But but you had to get get them over a, a wide variety of of um, events. So it really exposed you. And and you know the bottom line is you know and and we'll see with Alice. I mean Alice had sprint that last two hundred uh, to you know to win her title. Um, and uh, you know, so every athlete, I think, should learn to sprint and should learn to do a bit of jumping because they're great for plyometric strength. Uh, and and the best time to to get that is in your early teenage years before you before you specialise in in a discipline. 
But uh, there you go. I think I think we've probably um, we're probably at the point where we're ready to uh, to have a wee chat with Alice, are we? We are. She has just arrived in the lobby. So um, yeah, some of those things we've been chatting about. Um, but you know, let's uh, let's introduce Alice as uh, you know the European champion. She's a European yep. champion, one of Scotland's own, which is. Fantastic. So uh, here is, without further ado, Alice Goodall. Hey, Alice, how are you? Can you hear us? Oh, hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? Hey, there she is. How yeah, you doing, well... Alice? Nice to, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm sure we've met like in person randomly I'm sure, races, some races, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I mean firstly we just introduced you as the European champion congratulations <laughs> that is what an accolade to have um, we were just talking about you know the, the race and uh, just how amazing it was to you know see you come away with that that win in the last 200 meters just amazing um, I mean first and foremost how does that how how does it feel to be a, a European champion yeah um well firstly thank you so much uh honestly it's still kind of sinking in like I see new people every day and they're like that's incredible and I'm like yeah it was it was quite kind of a whirlwind of an experience but um it was just such a fun event to be part of like the team that was out there was so nice um there's so many Scots which was just incredible and obviously we had Megan run and win yeah. kind of two days prior so there was a lot of hype around the middle di- uh not middles a lot of hype around the distance events yeah um and so yeah it was just it's just so like special it's just so yeah such a nice thing to be a part of it was fantastic oh, because there were actually four uh british gold medalists two in the 5k and two in the 10k weren't there yeah uh, it so, was so it was a clean sweep yeah i think british athletics were loving that <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> really absolutely and so, and I so know that ce- it's celebrations. It's, Sorry, we, yeah. I was going to talk about celebrations, but uh, you know, I'm sure you're probably not at that stage yet. It, it's a busy season for you, no doubt. Eh? Um, I'm kind of taking that as sort of the end of my season, just because I've okay. done so much on the like mountain kind of scene as well. Yeah. Cross country ended up kind of going straight into mountain and kind of yeah. road seat well road and 10k season so I'm taking a few weeks off right now and then just yeah. gonna look towards building up to a strong cross-country base basically that sounds good can yeah. I can I ask you what, what does it mean when you say you're taking a few weeks off does that mean you do no running at all do you just do low-key running what 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 does that mean for you um so I mean I work with Mark Pollard so He's basically just told me for three weeks that I can kind of just do a few easy runs. Um, you know, I can take a few extra rest days if I fancy and just like really listen to my body and not push it. And it's amazing because I went on my kind of 40 minute run today and I was like, wow, my legs feel so fresh. Like they've not felt fresher kind of thing. And just literally taking yeah. last week off, like very easy, just doing kind of 30 minute runs every so often. Just the difference it makes in the body. Um 
it's great. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's a really important point. It's something that you wouldn't have heard the first part of the show because you were in our green room waiting to come on. Um, but but what we were speaking about, one of the things I'm gonna gonna chat about afterwards is is about the evolution of world class endurance training, about a paper that that has come out that I'm gonna get, gonna speak around. But but one of the things around that is is about better recovery, being more in tune with your body and using various recovery aids. But before we get into that, let's I want to catapult you back into that fabulous performance because it, it was pretty nail biting. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you took it on. It was nice and steady to start with. And then you just gradually up the pace until there was just one competitor left. So speak us through what, what was happening, what was going through your head and and just how you, you managed to keep your focus on, on getting the win. Yeah, so the kind of aim for the race was to take it quite chilled through the first 5k or so um I'd spoken to my coach and we were like the kind of training that I'd been doing was very similar to that kind of 4k um worth of uh, effort at a kind of tempo pace and then doing some slightly faster reps afterwards so I was quite used to doing that um I definitely took the first 5k a lot chiller than I thought I would have or should have maybe um so I kind of, yeah, paid the price a little bit more than um, maybe I should have done. But it did work out well in the end. Um, but yeah, the plan was always to take it quite easy, the first 5k, and then just start picking up the pace. Um, and yeah, I was, I was like, I knew I would have competition. I knew there'd be girls around me. But the the Italian that was kind of on my back the whole time. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was pretty nail biting for myself, I have to say. Um because I knew the Italians had quite a fiery kick in them just from kind of cross races as well and just watching them on the track. So I was really quite concerned with kind of 800 metres to go when she was still there. I was like, oh, I don't know if I trust my kick enough, but must have done must have done enough speed work at some point to hold on. <laughs> well, you, you, you finished with a pretty nifty kick over the last 200 metres. I mean, your last kilometre was about 3.07, which yeah. is, is pretty tasty. Uh, in in and of itself, and but your last two hundred, you actually did look like you were a fast middle distance runner. I wouldn't say sprinter, <laughs> I wouldn't say sprinter, no, but, but, but 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 yeah. you 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 know it looked pretty speedy. It yeah. looked a really good finish to to a ten k. Yeah, no, I was I was very happy with my kick. I now can't use the excuse of I have no kick in a race anymore. So <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But wait, but you looked good. Your posture was good. Your rhythm was good. Um, you know, you, you had really good knee lift. You had all the, the hallmarks of of the, a, a person who, who can run fast. Um, and, and so, yeah, you must have trained that at some point, or perhaps uh, some of the hill running strength, yeah. uh, because yeah. cause hills are a bit of a forcer for, for getting a better posture, you know, particularly when, when trying to run hard and fast. So, Completely. yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely, I owe a lot of credit to my hill work. Um, and the training with that for kind of how I run my 10Ks, I think just, you know, it's essentially kind of extra strength training that you've got going. But, you know, doing the kind of shorter, slightly faster um, hill strides even are like so good for building yeah. that, that speed because um, speed work isn't my favourite to do. But if I can do it in a slightly different form, like doing hill strides and doing kind of hill work it just makes it a lot more enjoyable for myself yeah uh, uh, absolutely so t tell us yeah, about... just before i'm just oh. uh while, while you were on the subject about the you know races and 
you know what how you're going to execute it. What what were you wanting to do? You know what what was uh, did you have a goal in mind? Like you know was it was it to win it or was it like just to to go out as hard as you can? Yeah. I mean it was um, I knew it was a championship race, so yeah. I wasn't really expecting a fast time. Um, I was very happy with my PB from Highgate kind of at the start of the season. So I wasn't looking to run anything special. Um, I knew that kind of going in, I think I was the fastest on paper. Um, So definitely coming away with the medal is the aim. Um, But kind of, I don't have as much um, championship kind of racing background as some of the other athletes. and again, it's with the 10Ks, you never know how people run on the road as well. Like the times that were yeah. on paper were just from 10Ks that people done on the track. Like they could have run a much faster road time and I wouldn't know anything about it. So I went in knowing that I was in a really strong position, but I didn't go in thinking it's an easy win. And I think, you know, yeah. that's important because yeah. you can't take anything for granted, really, especially yeah. in such yeah. a long race. Absolutely. No, it's uh, it's brilliant. Sorry, Lewis. I, yeah, I no, you're okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we go yeah. back and forth a little bit here, yeah. Alice. And, right. and sometimes you know, I want me. to, I want to bring it even further back. Like, I want to <laughs> catapult you further back than than the race. Um, like you know, a lot of the listeners would be like, you know, who is Alice Goodall? Uh, yeah. You know, how did she get into the sport? So yeah, just just like how how was you know how was that? How's uh, what's the journey been like for you? Um, I mean, I've been running for quite a few years now I kind of yeah. feel you know you get into school cross country the PE teacher yeah. like yeah. yeah you're all right go along to your local <laughs> club and yeah that's yeah. kind of what I did throughout um primary school and high school um yeah. I had a few kind of injuries unfortunately kind of towards my last few years of secondary school um like a few stress fractures well one stress fracture and kind of a a bad tendonitis kind of tendinopathy kind of thing that was going on um so I had to kind of yeah balance between being able to run and having to take um time off so um and then coming to university I was quite happy just to you know enjoy university life as much as possible and um took my first few kind of months I guess of uni quite chilled with running um the Heron yeah. Hounds at Edinburgh University are so lovely they're so inclusive kind of for whatever level you're running at um yeah. which is great and I was able to join in with the runs there I still had my training group as well so I kind of had quite a nice balance to it um and I was definitely getting kind of back into more kind of competitive running I was quite ready to get racing and then suddenly COVID hit and yeah. essentially that wiped any plans of doing any sort of racing out the window um and I kind of was like a little bit bored of doing you know 1500 meter work kind of track work it wasn't really what I enjoyed that much um yeah, yeah. so Covid was kind of a great opportunity for me to venture out into the hills and that's really where I got into my hill running um kind of just going out to the Pentlands it was my local playground essentially for that oh, wow. that period of time because yeah. yeah I was really kind of lucky with um and I found like just a real enjoyment for it kind of the pure love of running again um so yeah I got into that um did a few hill races kind of in third year of uni mm-hmm. as well um back when racing was kind of allowed um unfortunately I got a really nasty ankle injury kind of halfway well 
kind of not even halfway just kind of just before Christmas time of third year and it completely wiped me out I really wasn't able to even like cycle on it it was quite nasty um still not too sure what I actually did to it um I do a lot of ankle exercises now so I I trust them a lot more um (laughs) but yeah I had a really nasty ankle injury just kind of a freak accident more so than anything else um but then from kind of once I was able to rehab it and get back to running I just had a really consistent block of training essentially from kind of I guess last summer up until cross season where I just didn't have any injuries I wasn't really doing that many races I did the odd kind of hill race but I was mainly just kind of doing the sessions getting them done and just slowly the time started to chip away and I think really that's what I'd be missing kind of all before that was just this consistency due to injury or you know taking time out or covid essentially um so that's kind of my little lead into how I suddenly managed to make a bit of an appearance on the cross scene last summer uh last um season um but yeah just um that was kind of my my way in as such (laughs) consistency so so you make the point you make the point pretty clearly that um consistency is a key and I, I try to say this to to all the athletes I coach that you've got to have continuity you've got to have gradualness you've got to have consistency and that trumps doing kind of uh, up and down wonderful sessions one day and rubbish sessions the rest of the week or or just yeah. just stressing yourself out too much um, and that it's much much better to have a, a lot of average sessions with a couple of decent ones every now and again, where, in the words of Steve Magnus, whom you may or may not have heard of, but he's a he's an American coach, where, where you go and see God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, when you yeah. go to the well. Um, but yeah. but you you do them in infrequently. What one of the things I'm really uh, always interested in, though, Alice, is is people's mental preparation and their mental strategies that, that they use, you know, within a race to keep them on track, even, you know, particularly when things are maybe not going quite to plan. T- tell us about, about how you prepare mentally for a race and, and wh- what do you do during a race? How do you keep your focus and attention? Have you got particular things that you work on? Yeah, I mean, I think the training that I do, um, kind of unfortunately and fortunately often tends to be quite solo just because there's not as many girls in Edinburgh that are doing 10k work um yeah. uh, there's quite a lot of there's a really good middle distance group as I'm sure um everyone knows um and there's a good few kind of longer distance athletes as well but just we've not quite coordinated at this point kind of all training together but I'm sure that will happen in the future um but yeah I guess just because I've I had to get used to doing long track workouts by myself um that just got me quite in tune with kind of yeah I guess like being comfortable being uncomfortable essentially yeah um and also just the training that I was set it was very similar to the kind of way that I would approach a race kind of not going out too fast taking the first few kilometers at a nice pace that I felt really comfortable in and then just chipping away at the times and so when I was run, when I run, um, like I did at Euros, I just knew like, this is fine. Like I can do this. I've done this in training before. This is exactly the kind of paces that I'd be hitting. So I wasn't concerned. And I think as long as you can keep yourself quite 
relaxed then you know you're not wasting energy on kind of worrying about oh this this lap was one second slower than I wanted it to be because especially when you're doing 25 with them like yeah it's not as big of a deal I guess maybe in the 1500 you can get a bit more concerned but um yeah yeah, it's definitely about getting used to being alone with yourself when you're running even if you are surrounded by people like you have to you have to run your own race at the end of the day um even if it is a championship race so are there things that you say to yourself inside your head or is it other things you picture is your mind completely free and blank I mean, what 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 what's in what's happening in Alice's Alice Goodall's head? You, you know, when she's in the tough part of a race, is it come on, Alice, keep going, or or you know, what, yeah. what do you do? It's definitely. I mean, I tell myself the kind of the usual, like you know, you've done this before, you can, yeah. you know, well within yourself, you are able to do this. The kind of the usual kind of mantras as such. Um, I guess I just I don't think too much particularly in the first kind of five kilometers yeah. when I am running quite kind of chilled um and you know I guess in the final few you start breaking breaking down the laps and I was thinking like okay you know 800 meters ago you're going to put in a bit of a kick you're going to try and lose that sort of thing yeah um and you're kind of pre-planning what you're going to do because it just keeps you controlled it keeps you relaxed you know I kind of started to think that with 2k to go so I wasn't near 800 meters at that point but I was thinking like that's what you're going to do. Don't feel like you need to go now just because she's still sat behind you. You know, you've got a plan, just execute it the way you know you can do it. And I think just essentially making sure you don't panic yourself because that's when you start doing something silly, like running three seconds too fast for one of the the laps and then paying for it a bit later on. Um, So yeah, just trying to keep myself as relaxed as possible um which was definitely hard with that last 800 when she was still on me <laughs> yeah so so you, you, you're quite rightly saying that you've got a pre-performance plan and then you try and stick to that and then when the going gets gets a bit tougher you're kind of narrowing your focus yeah. and 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 just honing in on, on what you need to do so, so so that's great from the mental prep point of view can I ask you about you know things like your you know so one of the key things that's important is coach athlete relationship and increasingly about the support the, the multidisciplinary team around that person so it's not just the coach and the athlete it's who else that's that, that's around can you yeah. tell us a wee bit about your situation uh, currently for training coaching who's around you what, what the multidisciplinary bit is yeah so um, I'm really lucky I've got such an incredible setup here at Edinburgh. Um, I'm part of the Endurance Academy, which is kind of linked between Scottish Athletics and the university. So alongside the coaching I get from Mark Pollard, who's my kind of main coach, um, I also have a physio that is with the Endurance Academy, an SNC coach who's with the Endurance Academy, and we also have psych support and nutrition as well. Um, so we've had kind of various conversations with all of them for all their different you know kind of talks from them from all their different um disciplines um i see the physio um if i kind of just feel like something's a bit tight or if you know if i'm picking up a little kind of niggle or something um but then he's also there in the gym as well so he can see us whilst we're doing our gym work which is obviously really important and um him and the SNC coach Rory, they work really like well together. They're there at the same time. They can see everything. And if there has been any kind of anything flagged up, then you know 
the program can change instantaneously into this is what we're going to do to make sure that it doesn't become a real problem um which again just it just adds to the consistency of training you're not getting injured as much because everything just works a lot smoother anything that is kind of flagged up really early on um can be fixed really early on um I work yeah with the nutritionist um I was working with her quite a bit kind of leading up to the um, Euro champs just kind of figuring out like okay you know you're in a because we were just in a hotel with kind of buffet style things for breakfast lunch and dinner and she was like okay here's what I want you to kind of roughly have before you know all the days leading up to the race and that's really good it just like completely takes away any of the like oh you know should I be having this now or this now when you've kind of just got someone to be like yeah just like eat pasta eat your potatoes you know don't like overthink it just have you know things that are kind of not gonna upset your stomach um which is really good and her and the psych um psychologist at Edinburgh have done kind of various talks with us as well on kind of mental preparation just prepping for um championship races and making sure you've got everything all sorted because again any way that you can just take away any stress um from racing is just is just makes it a much more enjoyable experience yeah. when you're not thinking like oh have I packed this have I packed that yeah. have I got this have I got that um so yeah that's been super useful and then kind of away from the kind of the main kind of coaching and um multidisciplinary team as such like we just have a really nice setup here in Edinburgh um such a lovely group of girls that I can train with um in the winter times and you know I've hopped in with a few sessions in the summer as well and they've kind of been a bit longer um and the same with the guys uh there's just a really like it's just a really nice group everyone's kind of friends with everybody it's not super competitive but everyone wants to push each other as well and um it's really nice to see everyone doing so well at races right now as well um which is yeah it's just it definitely makes it a lot better to perform well when you've got such a nice group around you so that's, I was going to ask that question uh, you know like if you were in a different situation do you think you would you'd have achieved what you've achieved um you know if you were I don't know up in Aberdeen or you know just mm-hmm. I think from, definitely the, the support we have at Edinburgh is just is really great um you know it does facilitate great yeah. performances essentially um I think as well like I mean I don't know I guess the training I do I'm I'm quite conscious that like you know you don't race training essentially um yeah. I think sometimes people are quite surprised when they ask me kind of what training I do or what times I run for kind of tempo sessions and they're like oh wow that's like quite a bit slower than I would have thought so yeah. um yeah. I guess people are surprised but I think um having kind of having a coach and having a team that's quite understanding that you know it's not about just absolutely killing yourself after every single session um is really important and again it's is that kind of consistency is is key at the end of the day for for success so that's a it's a great advert for that that kind of team support Mm -hmm. and and also I'm kind of interested in what you're saying around your training and about keeping the intensity at a disciplined or, or controlled level because um, that, that is one of the keys to, to to performance and I think it's one of the keys that that many of us including me and Kyle uh, get get wrong uh, <laughs> it's very it's very easy to to 
race your trip. You think you're going at a threshold pace or you, yeah. you tell yourself in your head that you're going in a threshold pace, but you're actually going a few seconds or five to ten seconds faster maybe per mile than you really ought to be. Um, and, and I think it's really good to hear someone who's achieving much higher levels say that, you know what, my tempo times don't look all that startling. But in actual fact, they're probably really the kind of things that are helping you the most because you're you're doing them in the right intensity level. So so I think you're a good, it's a good advert for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just it's really important for me to kind of make sure that that's that, you know, because I do quite a I don't do like loads of miles. I kind of work off of time just because I do. I try and get out into the hills as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Um but, you know, I would say I do more than some of the other girls would do here. Um, so I think it's just really important for me to make sure that the intensity isn't going to be too high alongside the duration. Yeah. You're just yeah. in a, a, you're in like not in equilibrium, essentially. Um, exactly. So what can, can you give us a wee gist of, of your kind of week about how that would pan out for you, how you would structure a week's training or a couple of weeks training? Don't, don't yeah. give all don't give all your secrets away, Alice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's nothing too special, and I'm not going to try and bore people with it. But I mean, it's just like an easy run on a Monday. Um, we have gym that day as well. So, but you know, my easy run, I just run for feel. It's never fast. It's always quite chatty. Um, I used to take the jogging group at the university as well, so I kind of always had. I do a little bit of a run beforehand and then I would do the jogging group which was super chill super chatty um it just kind of was half an hour or so of of really easy running and then I'd jog home um on a Tuesday was would normally be kind of in the winter times in particular and still now to be honest is like a tempo session around the meadows um that's kind of anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes normally um plus warm up and cool down Wednesday is another easy run day. I try and get out into the kind of trails or hills on a Wednesday just because, again, it's like I've got an hour or so that I can I can kind of do whatever I want. It can be really chilled. It doesn't need to worry about pace um, or distance or anything. I'm just like, I'm going for an hour. And if I get 12K, great. If I get 6K, then that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not bothered about the kind of pace that I'm running at. Um, Thursday is normally a bit of a kind of top up tempo session um nothing kind of longer than 15 to 20 minutes plus a few strides Friday's rest day um Saturday during cross-country season was always down on the grass um during hill season or when I was kind of prepping for my hill uh hill races it would be on off the seat doing a few hill reps um with a few of the guys that were kind of focusing on hills as well and then for track I would just go down to the track and do kind of yeah, the slightly longer, slightly, yeah, grindy solo track sessions. Yeah. Um, but normally someone would be down there as well doing their nice, fun kind of 300s or something that I can be jealous about. <laughs> um, do you do any double What's days that? at all? I don't actually do any double days. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe something that I might start doing. Yeah. If I'm looking towards slightly longer distances um, in the future. But at the moment what's working for me is just kind of keeping yeah. everything as it is it worked for me during cross yeah. season and yeah it's something I'll maybe discuss with my coach if he feels like that's something that we can implement but at the moment it's 
all single days, um, which works well for uni as well, to be honest. Yeah, but I think I think that's great because I think you're absolutely right. You you use what you've currently got to get the, the most out of yourself. And then if you feel that's beginning to plateau a bit, that's the time to be thinking about adding a bit extra and, and, and probably not beforehand. So I think, I think that's yeah. a great strategy that you've got. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, one thing I'm interested in is, uh, you know, we, we, just your training, you know, your training is seems quite versatile, you know, quite uh, diverse when it comes to just going to cross country, going to road track, but also hills, you know, like yeah. to, to be able to perform well, not just on the track, but to also, you know, come away with a GB vest, but not only come away with a senior GB vest, to perform and get a you know, this is, you were the TRS runner of the week and I think you messaged yeah. saying uh, you, you heard about that. So uh, it did, was yeah. well-deserved. And, um, you know, talk about like how that was, you know, as a as an experience and um, and, and also ultimately your, your performances uh, at the World Champs as well. Yeah, I mean, as I've said before, like I really do love hill running. Um, it's kind of, yeah, yeah it's really enjoyable and you get to go really cool places and um uh yeah worlds was incredible uh it was in Innsbruck so like really lovely place um some people don't quite call it a world mountain champs due to the amount of road that was on it which definitely probably really? my strength yeah it was quite roady I have to say yeah. wow. uh, okay. did you not watch it Kyle it, there was a no, live stream no, uh, it was, it was a cracking race world uh, and, and it was cracking to see uh, I think Alice I can't remember how far down you were at the end of the first lap uh, I think you were in the high 20s I think so, uh, yeah. and and then you worked your way through the top 10 finish you know which was fantastic yeah. to see I um yeah. I kind of had a I had an inkling that people were going to go for it on the first lap yeah um and I knew I'd like wrecked the course and um I kind of knew that people were just probably going to go a little bit too fast down the down the first lap just because it's so runnable um and weirdly enough with hill running I think you can get away with pushing it a little bit on the climb um but if you're gonna you know where you're gonna wreck your legs is on the descent if you're going to yeah absolutely and people were people were swimming um yeah. so yeah I definitely um I definitely kind of did a similar thing with the the mountain race was kind of not stress not go too fast out of the start um which is harder when it's that many people around you and you know you're getting kind of overtaken and you're like no I've just got to like keep it quite easy keep it quite chilled and yeah it paid off in the end. Yeah you can wreck yourself two ways on the hills can't you one is by going too hard up the hill um, and and also in the steep sections and and this sounds quite apocryphal to to many runners but it's actually you're often better walking the really steep okay. sections hand, hands on knees yeah. walking you actually go faster than than when you're running yeah um, so and you so that's lower your heart rate a wee bit as well yeah so you lower your heart rate and you're using your muscles in a slightly different way so you get a bit of relief and you can put your hands on your knees to help push push down. So, so that that's actually a tactic that, that the most accomplished uh, mountain and hill runners use. You know, particularly on the on the steep slopes. And and again, as you say, kind of kind of coming down um, can absolutely wreck your legs. And and it isn't, but it is important to train for that. Uh, you know, and the the again the research, some some cracking uh, research from um, some 
world-class exercise physiologists who all, all they do is do research on mountain running up, uphill and downhill and various other bits and pieces uh, which is which is really good and they, they reckon that you, you really do need to do a downhill session but maybe only once every couple of weeks and if you run if you run hard and you run fast downhill it really stiffens everything up in, in a good way yeah um, but you don't need to do much more than that. If you touch it every couple of weeks, you'll keep it going, uh, but 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 don't kill it during training. So so a lot of good examples there of, of of how to run how to run well. I think Kyle had a wee a wee bit of a uh, a, a gap there because one of his so you need to say to need to say to our listeners the family bit is that Kyle's on his own tonight with two kids. <laughs> one of whom I think is probably came out of bed and uh, he did. Yeah, uh, he, he, uh, he literally sometimes he's at that age where he knows if he's away to pee, he needs to zoom dart to the toilet and he just made it in time. So, whew, All right. that, it, sound, it sounded like I missed a, a vital bit about how to run up and down hills effectively, which uh, Alice, uh, you know, in my past life, I used to be a, a hill runner and I, I was lucky enough to go to the World Mountain Champs in Alaska and, and to- oh, literally incredible. 20 years ago, 2003, um, when there was Scottish teams rather than British teams. Oh, uh, awesome. and, and, uh, and and that was when Angela Mudge was, um, she, she, she was running. Tracy, yeah, she, she got a silver that year. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. Tracy Brindley as well and uh, Lynn Wilson they got the the team gold and uh, and now you know and now you you're following their footsteps you know you're the the you know you're the the up and coming the rising stars not even rising stars you're you're one of the stars now it's uh, you know to, to get that top 10 finish and and you know admittedly you the, the standards even greater than than it probably ever has been because it's perhaps more accessible than it has been before um you know there's a lot more you know people coming through and you know and, and transitioning from track to to hills it's it's great so uh yeah i mean like the experience going to the world champs uh you know seeing that you've been part of in in the team of the likes of uh Scout Adkin um as as well like you know what was that like to have some familiar names being part of of not just one race it was you know a couple of races yeah. you're a part of as well eh? uh yeah I was just part of the the up and down race but um I mean like being on the start line next to yeah like basically my my idols was incredible um it definitely kind of yeah I was when I was on the start line I was like right okay yeah this is this is pretty big this is pretty serious um but yeah it's it's really inspiring and again it's it's really nice to see kind of such a strong uh gb team kind of year on year like i think it's i sometimes think it's completely kind of under under like represented as such but um yeah, yeah we are yeah. gb yeah. is incredible i don't think it gets the respect it deserves for mountain running but kind of consistently we produce medals as a team so i really hope they keep sending they keep sending teams to these sort of events because we are competitive um but I think I think Alice, yeah, I think Alice, it is it is getting it is getting a bit more airtime, and uh, I think that it's so so hill and mountain running is still quite a young sport in in comparison to general endurance running, um, and but what we're seeing now is a bit like what you're actually doing, 
physically, which is that we, we're seeing more folk run track, um, country, hills and mountains and showing that there's a versatility there. And the versatility is is helped by having a great aerobic engine. And the, the better your aerobic engine, the more you can perform across all these domains. Um, and, and I think that's going to be part of the future. And, and I think, think mountain running is going to really um, stand out even more because I think I think we're going to get folk who are top class um, general endurance run, you know, road and, and track runners doing doing more, but not spe- not necessarily specialising. I think yeah. it's going to be a bit hybrid and, and I would encourage you to continue uh, doing it in a, in, in a hybrid fashion because I think that's the future. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hope so. Um, it just makes it more enjoyable as well, really. I get to do kind of, yeah, the fun mountain running. I get to go cool places. I get to do the kind of running that I really enjoy just as a kind of a, a hobby more than anything else. Um, but also compete at a really good level and a really high level there um, as well as kind of, you know, it's really fun to run fast. I think that's kind of something that people sometimes forget is that you know like when you're on the track and you're doing a fast a fast rep it's exciting you get a good yeah. rush of endorphins there so um even even, even kyle and i even kyle and i sometimes can run run fast <laughs> did, 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 did you know kyle kyle's actually and you might you might actually give him a bit of advice here alice kyle, kyle, kyle is going to be running the monument mile uh, oh. later on this year and uh is uh, i can't remember the last time kyle, so I, i've coached kyle for a number of years and i can't remember the last time kyle would have done a mile uh, race mile reps yes but he maybe mile needs reps. a wee bit of advice yeah, yeah. what, what would you give me alice knowing that I'm... my my background is uh hills historically marathons and then 10ks i used to you know with lewis in in the first sort of two or three years and then i've recently be doing ultra marathons more often so wow. you know and, and i'm really 37 distance, I think. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah yeah so i've gone from a 95 mile race a couple of months ago to, to now doing this mile what would be your number one piece of advice uh basically to get me to the end without breaking my hamstrings yeah um i mean <laughs> i'm definitely not a, a middle distance specialist at all um <laughs> But I would say use your endurance. Um, you know, you don't want it to go too slow at the start. You want it to go out at a kind of a hard enough effort that you feel like you can sustain. Um, but also trust the fact that you will probably have something left in the tank at the last lap. Yeah. So like just empty it, you know, um, yeah. and like kind of it. trust that. Trust that even if yeah. it goes out and it's it feels fast, that you'll probably okay. have something left over just for your from your endurance base so so i'll drop a 60 then yeah i'll drop a, yeah. a 60 second last lap no problem oh, so a 60 second easy. last 200 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well i mean alice like what's what's next for you then obviously you know you you mentioned that you're you're taking some time off um and you're gonna you know just do some easy runs just do what you feel is right um what's the, the sort of like next goal for you in in a short term and, and into like into the the sort of longer term as well yeah um I think hopefully we'll do kind of a few races towards the end of August after September time yeah. maybe um yeah. in the hills uh not really putting too much pressure on it though at the end of the day like um you know 
I need to I need to make sure I rest up now so that I can have a strong cross country season um, like I did last season. Um, and yeah, then going into cross, doing some of the shorter stuff at the start, I think that's really important. Um, I think the relays are really fun. Hopefully I'll be able to do them. Short course, I think is it's really good to just get the legs ticking over a little bit faster. Um, and yeah. then going into Liverpool cross country and yeah, trying to fight for a spot on the, the team again. Fingers nice. Um, oh, fingers then, crossed. Yeah, then um, maybe a couple of other kind of little hill races. There's a few, well, little. They're quite big out in um, in Europe. So, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a couple of kind of trofeo races that I'd like to uh, get involved with as well. And then, yeah, just continue with cross season. And next season, um, I'm out of the under-23 age group for track. So not put too much pressure on myself kind of to run or get into a team for anything on the track, but hopefully kind of chip away at my 10K time, um, both on yeah. the roads and on the track. Highgate was an incredible race and I will most definitely be back there uh, next nice. year, yeah. um, hoping to run a, a new PB there. So, um, but Amazing. yeah, just maybe doing a bit more road stuff um, and hopefully getting onto the trails again. Um, I really love the kind of races out in, the Alps and in around yeah. Europe so hoping to do a bit of that and I think that ties in quite nicely actually with kind of the road stuff as well like you know yeah. a little bit more runnable um here and sorry can I just go and let my flatmate in really quickly yeah oh, of course you can yeah so, sorry yeah. no problem no problem it's uh so so Liz I'm sure she'll tell you she, she's in Europe is she traveling or is she back or who should be Alice is back now. Is she back? Because she's no, travelling. You mean you mean Naomi? Oh, it's Naomi's. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, it's that Naomi sense. that's in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Why okay. do we interlude so, there, Alice? Uh, yeah. He was asking. <laughs> yeah. He was asking me about uh, Naomi Lang because Naomi's out in Europe just now. Naomi's travelling. Lots of cool right. stuff and uh, yeah. heading for the Ziers and all. Yeah. Um, yes. So. Yeah, I would. Again, that's a kind of race that I'd really like to do. In the yeah. Future. Yeah. Oh, kind of. Yeah looks very cool. I'd love to yeah, do these years and now as well. It's just such an iconic race, isn't it, to, to do, you know, and it brings um it brings a diverse a lot of uh different runners in from ultras to the track to the road athletes. It's it's like one of those races where this is like it's almost like the the cross country of um, yeah of yeah. of racing. So it's fantastic. Uh, it I mean it's yeah. yeah it's thirty one kilometers it's got a two K rise and fall uh, it's in four valleys, you know, it's yeah. it's just, it's, uh, yeah, a fantastic experience. Yeah, yeah. Alice, before you go, there was there was something I really wanted to ask you about in terms of how you monitor health and well-being in terms of recovery. Do you do heart rate? Do you do um, HRV, heart rate variability? How, how do you, how do you monitor your recovery, you know, in terms of, of, well, do you monitor it at all? Yeah, um, to be honest, I don't really at all. Um, okay. I kind of go off a feel. Um, I guess I try and make sure I sleep and eat well. And yeah. just, yeah, I guess because I, I do kind of, when I am running and I'm doing my sessions and even just in my easy runs, I make sure that I'm not pushing it too much. I know when there's a time and a place to push and it's not every day. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean... I probably have a glance at my heart rate. I don't know how accurate it is from my watch. And I don't particularly like wearing the heart rate strap. It just feels a little bit uncomfortable. But um, 
yeah that's kind of the main things I do um probably just looking kind of at if I if I feel like there's been a week and I'm like oh I'm feeling really tired by the end of it and you know there hasn't been anything like any kind of anything that would disrupt my kind of usual week then I kind of look back and think oh maybe it's because I went a bit fast there or maybe I did a bit much there or you know I didn't eat well or something or I missed a few hours of sleep or something so that's the kind of yeah I I wouldn't say it's anything super scientific um but it's no but you've got you've got a review process that 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 you work through and but you actually those sound to me like you're an athlete unlike many who are really very in tune with their bodies and also have got you know adopted a principle that when you go hard you will go hard but easy is is definitely something that you uh, have a tried and tested plan for and you know that it works for you so so you've got that you've got that 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 kind of diversity in your training so so that really helps yeah I think I just I never I think maybe partly because I've had a couple of injuries in the past and I am quite cautious with kind of listening to my body and all aspects of something's feeling a little bit off I'm more than happy to go and see a physio straight away at the end of the day they're going to be able to fix it for me yeah I I won't know what it is and there's no point in letting it kind of kind of just yeah like kind of rumble away there so um exactly you don't yeah you don't want that getting in your head (laughs) no completely yeah before before you go uh similar we've got some fartlek sessions or or questions rather than training to 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 get you through to the end uh so there then then you can escape lewis Lewis may not remember some of the questions but i'm sure you can you can say a couple if if you remember any of them lewis uh just we always ask our interviewees uh some of these questions so uh what's your favorite i'm gonna go for the first one which is What's your favourite discipline? Is it road, trail, track, cross country? What, what's uh, what's oh, the one that you enjoy so the most? <laughs> that's so <laughs> difficult. Um, I love I love trail. Um, I think it's yeah a good trail race, which is like not super sloggy, not super slow, so I can kind of get a bit of my speed work in. Is really fun and it's normally in quite a cool place as well. And I just quite like being in the mountains. I quite like being around um pointy peaks as such so yeah I'd say trail but I have a I do actually have a soft spot for track now after not loving it for a few years um same with road it was a good road race it's a nice place I I like it I like look at that good good answer Kyle this is your your gig on the questions yeah you're 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 the questions man (laughs) I'll I'll just ask what's your favorite film or something Alice that's just (laughs) that sounds good Go for that one. What is your favourite film? Oh God, I yeah. I I hate this question. I couldn't. <laughs> I don't no, have I, no, don't answer it. Please don't answer it. You know, I'm just throwing that in there. To, that to that is Kyle. actually one of the questions, though. Eh? So is uh, it? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what your favourite one, let's uh, let's make it sporting specific. Then, have you got a favourite sporting film at all, Alice? Don't have a favourite sports film as such. Um, actually, wait, no, I did. Um, I watched quite recently. Uh, well, not even that recently now, probably. Um, but it's I think it's called King William. It's about the William sisters' dad yeah. and kind of their oh, rides yeah. in tennis. I thought yeah. that was really well done. Really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, don't watch too many films, kind of 
sport related, but I was watching Unchained and Breakpoint on Netflix. And I am now just obsessed with cycling and tennis. So. <laughs> oh, wow. OK. Well, yeah. you go. It's like part of the Formula One drive to survive, isn't it? That sort Very of thing. Very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely recommended. Need, yeah, great. They great need to make one for running if they can make they it. Should. Yeah, I don't know how. It's not quite as kind of team related. <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe like golden. I'm sure, I'm sure your golden. life and your successes it could be pretty dramatic. You know, going from a hill <laughs> race to a, a track race, and and you know all the the support, all the ups and downs that go with it as well. It's uh, yeah, I'm sure hugely intense. There's, there's definitely that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, as I say, the support network there too. Um, what's your favourite training session? I love a tempo. Tempo and float is my favourite. Ah, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Lewis loves a float. He loves to get a float. I, I hate them. Love a float. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> the reason I hate floats is because I end up going too fast in the, you know, the the actual wave itself. So when I get to the easy bit, I'm too tired, you know. So you see that? <laughs> I think that's what I've I do is I just don't go like I I don't go too fast that the float yeah. is possible basically. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah, te- technical point, Kyle. Technical point. The the float should be round about a minute per mile slower yeah. than than yeah. And you know what? If you can't run the float as a float, you're going too bloody hard in the temple, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's about you, Alice. Uh, what about your? <laughs> what's your like shoe of choice? What's your? Have you got like a, mm. a favorite shoe? It doesn't have to be a sports shoe. It can be just a general shoe. What's your? Oh, what would fair. you go for? I'm. I. I wish I was more into my shoes. Um, but <laughs> I mean, so I. I was. Quite a, a hoka person. Um, I still am a hoka person. I do like hoka. They're quite squishy. Um, but I recently tried the Boston's Adidas Boston's, and I oh, quite yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. Um, yeah, nice. Kind of stiffer at the start, but really nice once you've kind of broken them in. Actually, they feel a little bit more responsive than just your regular. Uh, track. So you, do you, you don't wear super shoes then? Any of the kind of plated um, carbon plates? I tend to train in a carbon shoe unless I'm doing kind of a few like unless I'm on the track doing reps um I might I might stick them on for the kind of the longer reps at the start and then swap to spikes um but I tend not to train in a super shoe Uh, I like to save them for race days (laughs) okay but you do race them right yeah yeah yeah, racing them so what's your favorite super shoe then that you're racing I've only actually raced in the next percent so that's the only one Ever, yeah. but it is it is super and it's fast, so I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it certainly pulls you along there. You know, it's kind of like real bouncy. Literally, yeah, yeah, it feels great when you put them on the first time. <laughs> do you wear do you wear a trail shoe for the hills then? You know, obviously, like the because when we were doing some of the races, a lot of the runners wore road shoes for because it was so runnable the the trails. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, at World Mountain, there was a lot of uh kind of next percents or I don't actually I didn't yeah. see any next percents but I saw quite a lot of carbon shoes floating yeah. about um I wore a I, I don't know if it's carbon but I, it's a Salomon Pulsar um oh yeah I wore that which was quite quite kind of yeah quite good rocker on it um not super grippy but you didn't need anything super grippy for that kind of course um yeah but yeah if it's a proper kind of traily rooted slightly muddy hill race and I'll stick on a pair of innovates or something 
yeah okay cool uh, i like i like your diversity of shoes it's uh <laughs> It's always good set than than just the one. Um, yeah. Final one for me is uh, if you had one more race to do, uh, what race do you think it would be? One that you've already complete, competed in or completed, or one that you would you know was on your bucket list. What, what, what do you think that would be? Hmm. Um. For one that I've already done. Um. I mean, I did really love Highgate. Um. Yeah. as a, a track race I think it's just incredible like you literally do get dragged around the track by the cheers um yeah. just a really fun yeah. event I think if more track races could do that it would definitely kind of bring more excitement to to your track races um oh god there are so many races that I want to do in the future uh I guess like the I went out to Marathon de Mont Blanc and I did the junior race there and the marathon there would be quite cool to do um, ah, okay. cool. at some point. Uh, same yeah. with the kind of the um, maybe the OCC or something at UTMB. And Exciting. same with Pierre's now, I think, honestly, just the trail races are just so exciting. You get to yeah. go to so many cool places. Um, and there's probably, I've got a list. There's definitely other ones I've missed out. But um, yeah, there are some really cool kind of European and um yeah like cool european races i'd love to get involved with. well if you do uh if you do decide to do the utmb give me a shout I can, i'll give you some advice maybe not how to run it but you know certainly uh you know what the the course entails and the yeah profile, so, uh, yeah i mean i'd love to do it <laughs> so, at some point it'll definitely be many years down the line but um, aye, yeah. very cool to do very cool to be a part Absolutely. of Final question for me is, um, if, if you, I mean, you're, you're part of the Hades, so I'd imagine you're familiar with, with beer miles and, and whatnot. Oh. Um, are you, uh, you know, you, are you, are you, first and foremost, have you done a beer mile before? If yeah. I have unfortunately done a BMR before and it was what? horrendous. It was awful. <laughs> um, the first lap felt great, funnily enough. You're kind of yeah. like, oh, this is easy. Um, yeah lap two kind of 200 meters away from from the next beer was not so fun and from then on it was <laughs> very much a downhill trajectory um oh, I, I backed what, myself what, to down a pint but I don't back myself to run 400 meters after it <laughs> <laughs> what time did you run out of interest honestly probably something horrendous like 15 minutes or something I mean it oh. was like a walk towards oh. and it was oh, geez, it, oh pretty i don't maybe not quite it was it was very slow it was yeah, pretty okay. i mean i was yeah i was not very well after that <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lead, we've got a leaderboard of of beer miles so if you were to train say like eight weeks you've got eight weeks to train specifically for a beer mile what do you think you could you could run it in i'd love to say i could run it in like a sub seven mile or something but i really don't yeah. think i can i think i genuinely yeah. don't think i have the like stomach capacity to to deal with that amount of liquid <laughs> so all right well i'll put what about an eight then do you think you'll manage an eight minute mile if you're we'll sub go eight. seven we'll go eight. We'll eight. Go eight. yeah go yeah. eight i like it eight weeks like eight it. Minutes. <laughs> that's not bad then that's not bad yeah, that's, that's all right like. <laughs> Well, Alice, it's been it's been fantastic having you on. Um, yeah, so and nice to speak to you guys. It's, uh, it's it's brilliant to speak to a European champion as well. Like uh, we we've had yeah. Megan on the show, and you know we're super excited to see her rise. And it's kind of like we're just starting to see 
you know, Alice Goodall emerge and oh. and to just take the you know take the running scene by storm at a world level, a European level. It's uh, so yeah, don't be a stranger to to TRS, and I hope we haven't scared you off by no, uh, beer mile times and stuff. Uh, it's been great fun. <laughs> it's been, yeah, great and uh, yeah, good luck for the future, and I hope yeah. you enjoy your time off as well. You, you thoroughly deserved, and Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll keep an eye out on how things go. So yeah, keep, keep fresh, keep fresh. Okay. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much. Thank you guys. Okay. Take care. All right. Thanks very much. Catch you soon. Cheers. Bye. Okay. So Alice Goodall was on the show there. European champion. That was brilliant to have a a real, you know, almost almost uh, 50 minutes of of just, you know, finding out who Alice Goodall is, their training, how our races have been going. It's uh, a super talented girl. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant to see such a, you know, a rise in, in um, you know, another superstar uh, come through the ranks. So, yeah, lots lots happening, Lewis. So I suppose yeah. one one superstar to, to another, um, you know, you, you were taking part in the, the campus 5k at the on friday uh so, yeah, so tell but, us but, tell us how you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna delay that i'm gonna delay that for a few minutes kyle even more gonna keep folk on tender hooks because what go. i wanted to say what i wanted to say was um you remember before alice's interview we spoke around this evolution of world-class endurance training and i think it would yeah. be really useful to point out the key aspects of that and how it dovetailed with with what Alice is doing. So a couple of minutes, and 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 we'll kind of top and tail that. So oh, so basically, as you'll recall, it was it was kind of twenty five an expert panel of twenty five sports scientists, um, you know, riveted on in endurance running. You know what what have been the trends for the past ten to fifteen years? What's m- most likely in the next ten to fifteen years? And and the overall package is around. There's much more relevant scientific knowledge accessible that folk are accessing, particularly on social media. I mean, I get a lot of stuff from particular folk that I follow on Twitter, for example. Lots of great information there. There's the implementation of of various technological advances, and that's kind of validated tools, wearables that are good for um, helping training, performance and recovery. And then the third thing that that was the overall thing and and Alice touched on was about multidisciplinary team support. So in terms of the five keys, uh, Kyle, uh, there's a much better understanding now of sports specific demands. Um, And we spoke through uh, things with Alice like physiological preparation and strength and conditioning as well as a running preparation. We spoke through the technical and tactical elements of, of, of racing, all of which have improved. The nutritional elements, so for Alice in particular, uh, she was telling us about her dietitian's uh, specific advice before her 10K, you know, and, and, and how to properly get, get a nutrition right for that. And, and also the mental aspect. So those, those are kind of like the five keys these guys and girls, uh, the physiologists came up with, um, basically to help your training response and recovery. So that's number one. Number two was around improved uh, competition 
executions. So pacing strategies. We heard about Alice's pacing strategy there about starting yeah. a, a kind of you know, solid but even kind of pace and then gradually ratcheting things up. We had a little bit about super shoes uh, and, and, and how they benefit for racing. We didn't mention things like heat preparation. So so for, for some folk, heat preparation, hot baths, saunas, etc., cetera, uh, can really be, be, be very useful. And again, about, about carbohydrate preparation, and that's particularly for longer distance folk. But, you know, we're now seeing people routinely take 100 to 120 grams per hour of carbohydrates in, in longer endurance races. So that's that's yeah. really helped improve competition execution. The third thing that, that they spoke about was about training loads. Uh, and training loads have gotten a bit larger, a bit more specific and precise, though. It's like identifying your sweet spot. And again, Alice was telling us about she's got a sweet spot, particularly for her tempo run. She knows the kind of pace that will really target her tempo. It's not too fast. Uh, and in fact, it's, a, it's surprisingly, she said, a bit slower than most folk would think. But that's the thing that really is her sweet spot for her training intensity distribution. So training loads. Uh, fourth thing was about training quality. And again, what the experts came up with was that we've now got not only athlete and coach, but we've got athlete, coach and multidisciplinary team. And again, Alice spoke through very cogently about the, the, the whole team that's around her, supporting her with nutrition support, strength and conditioning, yeah. physio, psychological support, as well as the coaching and training support. Um, and the thing that we probably didn't get really into, but but again, the experts are saying is that the professionals have got a much healthier lifestyle uh, over the past 10 to 15 years that really enhances recovery. They're into checking things like the resting heart rate. They, they, they monitor their heart rate variability for, for recovery. And that, that's a really well-proven scientific tool now. As Alice said, sleep is really key. And the other, the other thing the experts speak about is, is mental health and, and about how uh, you've got to be on top of your mental health as as a top as a top runner, um, and you know because it's easy to just get into that tunnel and a, and a bit of a downward spiral. So what did they say were the future trends, Kyle? Uh, the, what they're predicting is a bit more extensive use of of the the technology with evidence based monitoring. How do you monitor your training? How do you monitor your recovery? How do you monitor your performances? Uh, so that things are getting a bit more individualised. And they predicted that artificial intelligence, when, if oh. you plug all, all of your data into artificial intelligence, it may well help you come up with a much more individualised uh, and effective training plan. So that, that was quite interesting. The, oh. the other thing that they're going on about is prevention, because the key thing, again, as we spoke about with Alice, is about continuity of training. Uh, and you have to prevent illness, injury, uh, anything that stops you, you know, from running. And so continuity is key. They're doing a lot more female athlete research now. Big topics are, are you know, for males and females is, is relative en energy deficiency syndrome. And again, we've spoken about mental health. And the very last thing, which I think is really um, 
quite important, again, given what Alice has said, is about sports science development in universities and federations, about increasing knowledge, understanding, testing. And, and Alice highlighted the link between Scottish Athletics and the Edinburgh University Hub. And I think that's the, you know, hopefully going to be the start of of something that can spread throughout Scotland, you know, in terms of these hubs, um, because that's where a lot of the value lies. So, hey, there we go. That's a, a quick trip through uh, that paper and linking it to, to Alice's uh, superb interview. Brilliant. And and it's very similar to the interview with Alison, you know, applying some of that, you know, the, the paper and the studies to um the athletes. So thanks for that, Lewis. Hugely exactly. insightful. And uh well well again, as we did with Alice's um you know, podcast and episode, we linked the the notes and or the you know, in our notes we linked the the actual study and so if we can do that, that'll yeah, be I'll I'll post you the paper. Fantastic. So, so like let's let's start applying. Um, you know your uh, drum roll because not only was Lewis running, I was also running. So we could even extend this further. So Lewis can announce his, uh, you know, his performance at, later on. But uh, I, I was taking part in a hill race, the Scotty Hill Race. Do you remember I did that years ago, Lewis? Oh, I um, remember. Yeah, no, I and, remember that. And, yeah, and it was a, a it was actually ago. the first. It was a banker. It's part of the banker show, and the reason I wanted to mention it. You know, not only because I was doing the race, but but it was the first time I met Robbie Simpson, um, and he was he must have been about fifteen years old at the time, and uh, you know I rocked up and I got to the top. You know I'm running next, to, I'm going up the top of this the hill and get to the summit, and there's, who's this kid next to me? Like I'm I'm about twenty two by this point, going who's this boy? You know he's just a little kid running next to me. I was like you can't, and I I was running okay at that point. I was like well, who are you? And uh, you know luckily it was I I did end up you know, getting getting the better of him by about 10 seconds. Um, but just being in, in complete shock that a 15-year-old nearly beat me. Um, and I was like, I just remember so vividly saying to him, like, um, you know, you're going to be, a, if you stick at this, you're going to be a really good runner. And look at him now, the bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games. And, and that All was down the last to you, time. Kyle. All down to you. And your, <laughs> yeah. And your, well, that's yeah. it. it I, I still take the credit for for his bronze medal. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was good to be revisiting that that race, that event, um, and uh, and that was probably the only time I I ever beat Robbie, you know, as a kid. But uh, I I took the win, Lewis. I took, um, you know, it well, was, yeah, it was... you're, you're very good when you're racing kids, aren't you, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I am, self. I, am I hope you don't self-identify as as a kind of uh, under. 18 now just to get into races oh no well i'm too you know i'd have to do a lot of work to to get in into that age category these days um it's uh a bit yeah, of makeup uh, some hair <laughs> <laughs> a bit a real smooth shave would also be in the cards um but oh, yeah anyway yeah. cut a long story short it was uh it was a great run and uh you know it was good to just be uh, doing a race, you know, getting a bit of mo mojo back, and uh, it, you know, it was it was a real lung buster at the top, but it's definitely got me fired up to do, you know, some other events and and to continue with the training. But uh, yeah. but you know that that for me that's uh, you know the the winner was obviously yours truly, and uh, we had um, uh, we had two, Andrew Knight was in is it Andrew Knight was in third yeah third place. 
And uh, our second guy went to, uh, he, I think he's actually a, he's a, a Carnethy Hill runner. So he was taking part. His name is uh, Darek Anderson. So well done to Darek for a cracking run. Um, you know, he shot off like a bullet at the start and I thought, I'm going to catch a new pal. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was only until I, I got the downhill, my weight took uh, advantage and I just, you know, um, you know, rolled myself all the way down to the hill uh, and and smashed through the the tape there. So uh, yeah, I, I, it was a good it was a good good you know a good good experience uh, doing something a little bit lower key, but nonetheless uh, exciting to be racing. So well done the volunteers and the the organizer um, for taking part uh, or, or putting the show on, putting the race on as well. So um, but yeah, talking talking about. One race to another. The the campus five yeah. k took place on Friday night. And, Friday night. Uh, you know this a uh, build is probably one of the quickest five k's in Scotland. Uh, you know amongst um, a couple other ones like Silver Nose. Uh, we've also got the the QA five uh, k that's organised by PH Racing, which is also going to be billed as some some fast times as well. So, Lewis, talk talk so talk, talk us through talk yeah. us through the race. Um, talk us through some of the the winners, the results. Um, you also took advantage of the the new mic that you've got as well, and, and got a couple of interviews, which we'll, yeah. we'll insert in a minute or so. Uh, but let's hear about it. Let's hear about your okay. race as well. So kudos to Ross Cairns who puts this puts this race on at uh, the University of the Highland and Islands uh, campus. Uh, so. A lot of athletes, uh, there was a lot entered, I think it was about 130 finishers across two races, so they had an A and a B race. Um, so the A race, there is, you know, it, it is a fast course, but it was pretty cagey actually, so the times weren't weren't kind of out of this world. Uh, so pretty cagey for the first two, two and a half K, then Lachlan Oates, well-known uh, multi-runner across various terrains, took it on. And start and pushed really hard and dragged, you know, Mike Ferguson uh, yeah. uh, with him, and uh, Mike kind of just hang on and hang on till about the last 500 meters or so, and then and then kicked hard, and then particularly the last couple of hundred used his 1500 meter speed uh, to to run 1446 for the win, with that Lachlan in second in 1453, and Andrew Thompson in under 20. Uh, from Fife was third in 1505, and uh, we had a wee interview with uh, with Mike uh, later, which which you'll be able to hear. The women's race, so the women are uh, were embedded within that 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 men's race, so to really be sharp and and look out for who was doing what. But uh, Mary McLennan uh, was the winner in 1606, and again you'll have a hear, hear an interview with Mary, who's come back from various uh, issues which she'll uh, expand on. So she she was running really strongly to come through for that 1606. Amy Teasdale, an, an under 17 from Kilbarkin, was second in 17 minutes. And it was really nice to see Jenny Bannerman uh, come through for third. Uh, Jenny from Inverness, 1715. And she's on the comeback trail just a year after having son George, who I call Boy George. Uh, and he's certainly <laughs> growing. So uh, Stephen uh, Mackay, her husband, was there pushing pushing the buggy uh, with him. So so that was um, 
those were the main performances. I, of course, was in the B race, the B race. Yeah. And as you'll recall, Kyle, my target for these old legs was was 20 minutes. It's, it's 20 minutes or sub 20. Well, it was, it, it was to try and get us, you know, 1959 was really, okay. yeah, was really yeah, the target, yeah. you know. So I went on and I tried to, I tried to do what Alice, you know, w- w- was saying there, you know, go off at a good pace, but but try not to go too hard. But I was through yeah. the first K in about 3:55, and and I thought, oh hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of motoring here, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I'm going well. Second K, mm, that 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 little gradient that doesn't seem much of a gradient in the first lap or two starts to become a bit more of a hill. Uh, and uh, yeah. so I was, you know, I was through the the two k in about eight o two, and then it drifted in the third k to uh, uh, twelve uh, twelve twelve, and I thought, oh, come okay. on, Lewis, you got you got to pull oh, no. this back. So I'm trying to use all my mental <laughs> strategies, and uh, and I pulled it back to to uh, 1660 no it was 1616 so three oh four oh my god i gotta you know really pull it out in this last in this last k so i, I got up what yeah. had now become a monster hill in my eyes <laughs> and then <laughs> da- da- down the wee slope and into the last 500 and i was eyeballs out against a guy called mark brumby from forest who's a who's a vet 40 and we, we ah. was nip and tuck over that last 500 metres and we were pushing each other yeah. on. And coming into that home straight, I sprinted my legs out and I, to the point where I almost fell over. I was going so fast, Kyle. Oh, but I still, but I still couldn't catch him and I still couldn't get under 20 minutes. I finished in 20 minutes, 10 seconds. So I was gutted, oh, just gutted. 10, 10 <laughs> seconds. Did you know, like, I mean, were you aware, like, that you were... Did, you know, like until the end, or was it like, did you ever have an incline that you were you, you're not going to make close. it? Or was... oh, well, yeah. I, I, so I knew it was close. See, I've, I've trained around around the campus before, and and I need to put to bed the lie that the course is is long because it's not long. It's the Garmin's are short on that course, and what I mean by that is that is that it's a bit of a black hole for Garmin's. And yeah. they have you running, the Garmin has you running a bit faster than you really are, you know, just because of the nature of the course. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a circular course and it's a bit like running on a track. You know, a Garmin will give you, you know, make, this, make you look as though you're running much faster than, than you really uh, are. Yeah. And, and I used to remember, you know, you'll recall, I used to coach Mark Mitchell, who's a really good. He used to change that, didn't he? Yeah, 815. Yeah. 5k guy who who run, he ran a really good half marathon as well. A great range from 148 to 800, all the way to 66 minutes for for a half marathon. Fantastic range. But but yeah. when we were training for 10k and half marathon, he used to do a lot of his training around there. And he used to run 10 milers in around about 51 minutes. And <laughs> I was always a bit skeptical <laughs> that he was he was hitting five minute miles for t- for, for for 10 miles. So yeah, yeah, there's a wee bit of a of a Garmin black hole. But yeah. uh, great organisation, great evening, and uh, yeah. So f- for me, I do you know usually one or two races a year. That was number one, and. Uh, it's probably spurred me on, Kyle. It's spurred me on to do another one. That's great. So, like, you know, some of these are make or break, aren't they? You know, if it doesn't go well, you're kind of like, ah, oh, 
not doing that again. But uh, you know, it, it's good to hear that you've you've still got the you know the the, the desire to 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 put your shoes, your carbon plated shoes on, no doubt, and to to, and to need every to break need every advantage, every advantage possible. Well, I mean, you, you were second over 60, which is, you know, uh, which is fantastic as well. So, you know, congratulations on, on that. I'm, and, I'm, a, I'm a perennial second. I think every race that I've had in the past few years, I mean, OK, I don't do many, but I generally end up finishing second. But Stan McKenzie uh, was, the, was the over 60s winner. He was way ahead. He, he, he was half a lap ahead. It, it, it's but still you know it's st- still second as a second uh, yeah, place yeah. as well so yeah amazing um so like you know in terms of those results the top three for the the males were um Michael Ferguson uh Lachlan Notes and you, you, and, and, yeah Andrew Andrew Thompson. so you and and the winner was Mary McLennan and you spoke second and third were. Yeah. Uh, ah, you, you mentioned them. Um, sorry, but you managed to, you know, not only do the five k, but you, you got your newfound uh, microphone and uh, you did a couple of interviews. So I'm, I'm just going to insert them here just now. So the campus five k champions and uh, also North District champions. I think it's the North District Championships yep. as well. Uh, yeah. for which I don't think Michael would have been part of, but Mike, certainly Mary McLennan yeah. would have become the, yeah. the North District champ as in the Reyes Harrier. So, without further ado, here's Michael and Michael Ferguson and Mary McLennan's interview with Lewis. Your faith in hit, hit record and just say hi to Michael Ferguson, winner of the Campus 5K 2023. We're using Kyle's new system here, so uh, let's see how we get on with audio recording. How did that go for you? Yeah, re- yeah, really well. Like, um, yeah, my kind of plan was to sit in with the group and see kind of, you know, go with whatever pace the guys kind of wanted to go with. Um, so I kind of started off quite steady. Um, so I kind of just went with that and then it was kind of slowing a little bit, so yeah. I just kind of kept it ticking away at what it was. But I knew I didn't want to put too much in too early, so I kind of just, yeah, I kept it going until maybe about 500 to go. So, okay. So yeah. yeah, you look you look pretty comfortable all the way through. Yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, I was I was yeah, I felt comfortable. Like uh, so, um, so yeah, like um, yeah, I felt comfortable and just kind of, you know, I done a 5k um just on Sunday pass, so I kind okay. of knew what slightly faster felt like yeah. so i was kind of just biding my time basically and so, hoping for a win so lachlan oates was second yeah did you feel that you had the strength to take lachlan at any time or because he's, he's pretty decent no no yeah, yeah. so in balmoral <laughs> yeah. uh, he put yeah put me to absolute shame in the yeah air. so um that was about two and a half three k in so he really put it hard i just got a big gap so i kind of hoped if i could keep with him with you know, a bit to go, maybe 500 to go, yeah. I could hopefully put in a, a burst of speed and hopefully stay ahead of him. And uh, thankfully that worked because, yeah, I was kind of swimming down the last yeah. you know, so last corner, but yeah, I'm glad to stay ahead of him. You, you were using your old 1500 meter speed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I believe that you've changed your training somewhat and changed your goals and aspirations towards longer distance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, doing, doing 15s last year and kind of last couple of years, I kind of lost a bit of uh, drive, motivation with those. So I was kind of like, 
um, what what else could I do? So that's why I was like, right, let's just move up and uh, think about the marathon long term sort okay. of thing. So did the half marathon in March, April time. That went really well. Yeah, you did surprise run. Yourself. That was yeah. Inverness, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so here as well. That was a really good yeah. run. So yeah, I really surprised myself because um, I had kind of an ambition of running sub 69 um, and it was just kind of 66, 66 yeah. yeah. So it was just, I just settled into a really good group and um, and yeah, and I d just didn't even look at my watch and just yeah. ran it and then it was when I got into the track and realised, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so then yeah. I'm kind of like, well, this is probably what works for me so that's why i'm yeah. like well i'm looking towards doing a marathon maybe this year but most likely next year okay. um so yeah i just i'm just quite liking the higher volume i'm liking the tempo as i kind of always have um so yeah that's why i'm just kind of moving up kind of mileage are you doing uh, i kind of jumped about but yeah i was getting up to 90 for a few weeks okay. um so but probably settles about 70 to okay. 80. So. And, and your mix of training, what, what do you mix into your training each week? Um, so the kind of standard kind of, um, like I'd say 90 mile a week would be kind of a Tuesday um, track session and that could just be, you know, 400, 600 Ks, just whatever. What kind um, of pace? Uh, normally, Sanders kind of start at 10k pace and drop it and down drop five it, to right. three k pace. So quite progressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the hope. Sometimes it doesn't quite work yeah. out like that, uh, but that's yeah. kind of the hope. And then Thursdays is just kind of the kind of standard uh, threshold stuff at the moment. Okay. Um, and then Saturday kind of varies. Um, it's kind of threshold stuff. Um, but um, sometimes again, like this time of year, it's a bit more kind of track okay. focused. But um, yeah, again. And then Sundays is just kind of anywhere from one thirty to two hours. Yeah, just, just getting over, a bit yeah. of time in your feet. So yeah. what what's your next goal? What what's what so are you there's next? five thousand Friday night. So I'll do oh, that, yeah. and that's the Myler meet in Glasgow. Oh yeah. So hopefully try and push sub fourteen twenty at that, um, and then I'm planning to do the big half. I think in September okay. or August. So I'll be between that or Antrim. I'm yeah. kind of still. Right. So Antrim's at the end of August. Yeah, so that's yeah. Quite close. Yeah, so I'll do one or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't do both. And then I'm on the fence about maybe doing a marathon in October, but mm, yeah, I'm on the fence. So that might be next okay. year's so, going to go. So a real learning curve for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I've only done one, but well, I've done, I'll call one and a half halves, and um, because I did the Stonehaven half marathon a few weeks ago, and that's. That's yeah. a tough old course. So, uh, it's, a, it's a hard one. I'm not, yeah. not going to say that the guy I coach, yeah. Miles, <laughs> kind of. Take, take oh. the 1500 meter speed oh, in the last three. Yeah, so no, that was. Oh yeah, Miles is great. So yeah, yeah. I loved him for that. Um, so no, yeah, yeah. He, he was delighted. Oh no, he, like, that, like no, he, like, he ran it brilliantly. Did all the right things. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, um, we'll we'll kind of see. But yeah, yeah. longer is kind of where I'm kind okay. of my focus at the moment. Okay, well, yeah. we'll round it up there. Thanks for the interview and good luck. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Cheers. That, that was great. Thank you. So yeah, so I'm with Mary McLennan, who's just won the campus 5K 2023 yes. female, and we're using Kyle's brand new technology again for the second time. <laughs> How did that go for you, Mary? Yeah, all right. Um, I think I died a bit at the end, but um, yeah, maybe went out too fast, not sure. But it was good to just get a run out. Um, I sort of had a bracket of what Ross was expecting me to run, and I ended up slap bang in the middle of it. Okay. So, so what did you actually get? Was it? Uh, it's like sixteen oh six, sixteen oh seven, I think. Um, so Ross said to aim for between sixteen minutes and sixteen fifteen. So, okay, yeah, so I can't really complain. You can't, you can't yeah. complain. 
So how do you like running in this kind of field where it's pretty strong out, there's a lot of kind of strong guys up front, but it's a good group? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, there's always someone to aim for. I think yeah. um, I was just speaking to Charlie there, and I, I mean, I think for me, running with men is good because there's bodies around you, yeah. but I definitely feel less competitive against men. Like, okay. I, I don't know, I, I'm less fussed about beating them really because I'm like oh well <laughs> they're always going to beat me. Well, I thought it would have been quite the reverse. No? Yeah no I don't know why if it's a woman I'll be like no she's right, not beating right. me. Uh, yeah. Um, whereas yeah with a guy I feel like I'm it doesn't I, it doesn't really kick in until the sprint finish yeah. really but yeah. um, no it's good it's good I kind of had a rough idea of what people around yeah. me were aiming for so yeah it was all right. So you did a kind of roughish spell earlier in the year with yeah, injury. Yeah and, and I had a stress kinda, fracture yeah, yeah. yeah so I broke my foot during Arma. Five, yeah. uh, 3K, 3K, um, yeah. which was, uh, yeah, really sore. Yeah. Uh, stress fracture is not a fan. Um, uh, never yeah. had one before, wouldn't recommend. Um, so, yeah, just that took me out for like 10 weeks. Okay. Um, and then I'm sort of just building back up at the moment. Um, I think this was my first week without any cross training right, in it. So, right, okay. Um, and yeah. yeah, cross training is definitely required after something like a stress fracture. Yeah, for can, sure. Can I ask, do, do you get any kind of medical backup and testing and whatever, or is it just that's a diagnosis, you've got to have time off your feet? And that's it. Yeah, so I got a, uh, well, it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit complicated. I saw like four different physios who all sort of gave me a slightly different <laughs> okay. uh, prognosis. And because it wasn't really behaving like a stress fracture, my the pain yeah. was traveling all around my foot. So we weren't really sure what it was initially. And then probably because I wanted it to not be a stress fracture. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. um, and so I didn't get a scan until six weeks because that was just the waiting period anyway. And then they told me it was a full fracture. Um, and they were like, oh, you don't really need a boot at this stage. It's already been six weeks, but right. I put myself in a boot. Because yeah, I was like, I, they were yeah. like, oh, no, we don't want to over, I would be overkill at this stage. And I started like, well, I think we've underkilled it for about six weeks. So I'm just going to yeah. put myself in a boot. And then, yeah, it was only really in the boot for like 10 days to two weeks time. And then started cross training okay. um, back kind of quite heavily, I guess. But, you know, it just takes ages and, to get and back, it doesn't take, it? It takes a while to get back. I think the great thing about cross training is that you can really preserve a good aerobic fitness. But that kind of mechanical running kind of gravity-based stuff is really hard to get back into, even though you're fit, Yeah. Try, trying to get that and, and get the volume in. Yeah, absolutely. No, so I, I wasn't wasn't bad. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right, um, just in terms of where I'm at. So, so what, what's your goals and aspirations now moving forward? Um, so I'm training for a half marathon, so I'd really like to get one done, basically, is sort okay. of my aim at the moment. I haven't done one yet. I feel like I've been training for one for about three years, because <laughs> um, <laughs> right. every time one comes around, I end up ill or injured. So just okay. trying to not break down in the build-up this so, time. So have you got a list of, of Yeah, so I'm entered for Antrim, okay. and so I'm just hoping so that's to that's only about a month away, or yeah. less than a month away, Yeah, yeah, it? so I'm in yeah. the middle of uh, half marathon training at the moment, okay. so um, this is sort of just a faster... Well, it was a pretty good run if you're in the middle of half marathon training. Yeah, I mean, my sessions have sort of, that's like the first rep of my sessions at the moment. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Not that fast, obviously. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 5K yeah. wave runs and things. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually done any 5K wave runs yet, but yeah, it's been a lot of like 2 by 10 minutes, 2 by oh, okay. 8 minutes, 2 by 6 minutes, all this nonsense. So, okay. Uh, long stuff, um, which I quite like. So, so maybe Antrim? So I'm definitely doing Antrim, right, okay. unless something goes wrong. Right. Uh, and then I'm entered for Copenhagen as well, so okay. um, which is three weeks afterwards. Three, so. Right, so reasonable recovery period. Hopefully. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So, Mary, thanks for talking no to us. Wish you all the best Thank in you. your next races. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you very much. That was
Brilliant. So fantastic. Well done there, Lewis, again, uh, for not only interviewing them, but uh, yeah, just uh, your your performance as well. So before we go, we've got a few more minutes to round up some of the, the you know, the last sort of week of, of sporting events um, and uh, announcing our TRS run of the week. Now, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it's uh, this this podcast is going to come out uh, on probably tomorrow Wednesday. Um, it's it's pretty obvious what we're going to probably chat about uh, the London Diamond League, um, which had some fantastic performances. Absolutely. And I know Lewis would have been, you know, at, at Tenterhooks, you know, watching this and and just obviously analysing it. So Lewis, what's uh, do you want to just kind of provide yeah, that, a so, bit of an so- overview? Yeah, a lot, lot of great performances. So, so that was where they held the Olympics uh, in 2012. Uh, it's hardly been used as a running track ever since. It's, uh, of course, a football stadium, and they have to, they have to import the track in for this. And it is a, you know, so it's a track that's that comes in sections. And what I've heard, it's a wee bit like, it's a wee bit like an indoor track. You know, it has to be laid. Uh, and and it will be up by now again. You know, it'll be it'll be taken away because yeah. I don't think they'll do anything else. Uh, it has to be laid, and I did hear that there's probably a little spring advantage there. Uh, you know, in the same way that you get a little bit of advantage when you run indoors. So uh, there were loads and loads of really fast times, um, particularly yeah. uh, 800 meters. So let, let's start actually with one of the standout performances for me was Gemma Riki. Uh, who who um, came back to, you know, she was about third in the last 150 and finished really strongly uh, to win in 157.3, one of her, her best times ever, so not, not far short of her best. Uh, and she's clearly rounding into great shape. She had a 358 PB over 1500 the previous week, uh, showing her strengths there. So she's clearly under her new coach, John Big is building up really well for the Budapest World Championships, which are in three and a half weeks' time. So I, I really, you know, I've got a lot of time for Gemma. Um, she's, you know, her confidence had gone in the last couple of years and it's clearly come back uh, almost to, to, to 100%. She's not quite, as she said, but she's she's getting there. And, and clearly her race strategies uh, and her her speed endurance abilities uh, have have really come on under her new coach because the, there was a while when she was you know not to put too fine a point in it dying a bit up the last the last hundred and fifty in in races but her strategy seems better and she's running significantly faster so hat, hats off to to to, to Gemma uh, Neil Gourley was third in the men's fifteen hundred three thirty point six as he says himself, it wasn't tactically great in that race. He left just, he, he finished really strongly up, up the last 75 metres or so. Um, but he really wasn't positioned as well as he could have been um, in, in you know, getting into the last 200. He could have could have been better. So he ran, ran a bit of a longer way around, came from a bit too far back. And that's something he recognises he needs to tighten up a bit before the World Championships. Uh, you know, in terms of being being at the sharp end and being ready to to make the move, uh, yeah. but he's clearly in a really good place. And you know, amazingly, Kyle, there were twelve guys under three minutes thirty two for fifteen hundred, and that Stop shows it. you how much 
the track, the shoes, the competition, uh, the training, yeah. you know, all, all of these things coming together to, to you know, I, I mean, my, my heroes in the past were, were always, you know, Steve Ovette, um, Steve Cram, uh, but I said, cool, wasn't a guy I gelled with, but he was a fantastic performer. <laughs> but but I remember them running 332 as a world record. Uh, and, and that yeah. was outstanding at the time. And now, and now there's 12 guys going under it. So um, the uh, I was it was really good to see Guy Learmont. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he did a really he, good run. Yeah, he did a really good run. 144.8, right. his second yeah. fastest ever. Um, yeah. and but interestingly, his fastest ever was in the world championships, I think five years ago, um, uh, in the same track, you know. So, oh. but but a deja vu there, yeah, uh, for, 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 for Guy. Um, he was but, third, wasn't he? Was he third? Uh, no, he was fourth, he, he was fourth and fourth in the race. Uh, he, he just missed the um world qualifying time with his 144.8 because it was, I think, it's 144.7 as the qualifying, but he wouldn't have gotten in anyway because there's a couple of guys faster. Uh, yeah, but but um, yeah, and, and as he said himself, you know, he's had a hard couple of two years, um, and and and, and it's been difficult for him, uh, and but he's kept on kind of punching his way through. Uh, as as Guy does, and it's good, good, good to see him back. Uh, and, and a quick mention for Alison Bell, who was in the four by one hundred meters team, um, who had a fantastic experience. Uh, you know that was part of the European Junior four by one hundred team that yeah. that uh, won in uh, Finland, and uh, so they got a run out again. So it was a great great experience for her. But last but not least, you know was an absolutely outstanding run by Megan Keith. Just outstanding. 1456.98, 35 seconds off her, her PB. Um, and not only that, a world qualifier by two hundredths of a second, amazingly. Wow. So I really, I really hope that that she gets picked for, for the British team for the World Championships. Um, the only faster faster runner is Laura Muir. Uh, huh? and Laura's run 14.48 this year. So so Megan's actually the second fastest in the UK this year. Uh, wow. She beat, she beat um, Jess Judd. Um, and, uh, you, you know, so uh, just, just fantastic. And and she just, she started off at the back and, and felt actually okay and thought she could just stick with the pace at the tail and it just seemed to flow i mean a previous pb for 1532 um i mean she you know i've spoken to ross i spoken to ross yeah that was in the euro champions no well no 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 she i think no i think she did before that was it yeah it was before the euro champs that she did that yeah i was speaking to ross on friday night and 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 i think you know he was saying oh yeah it's really the deep end and uh, we're hoping she can just hang on there and get a sub fifteen twenty. <laughs> you know, wow. well, she, she ran she ran twenty three seconds faster than than fifteen twenty. So that is so, incredible. So, like, so re- really, I mean, have to say, kudos to we, to, to Megan because she actually ran ran the race cool headedly yeah. and, and went for it. But also great kudos to to Ross Cairns because you know you can't you can't achieve these kind of performances without having a great coach athlete 
relationship yeah. um, and and I think the pair of them together should be lauded uh, by, by Scottish athletics and everyone else too you know like it's yeah. just incredible you know that because I mean Megan's been running since you know as an under 11 and she's kind of gone through the ranks and it's only recently her the last kind of two or three years she's really come to the fore and um, it's as you know you were mentioning it's it does take time to 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 get through um and and to shine. So, yeah, I mean, TRS run of the year, she Megan has been, uh, and uh, she's put herself back into position for this year. So, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> there you go. No, no doubt that that accolade is is far. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's something that's uh, far below what she's she's doing now. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed she gets selected. That'll be fantastic for the our sport in in scotland to to have you know two scots in the, the you know in the, the gb team for the 5k yeah. but sub 15 incredible i watched it and you know i, I saw her and i was like right, she's just gonna hang on and she hung on she beat jess judd you know jess yeah. judd is a world-class athlete too yeah. to, to yeah. beat her and and it, it, it just shows well was, she's I'll just gone to another level it's but you know so just to be clear, Laura Muir, although she's run 1448, she won't be running the 5K in the world. She'll be running the 1500. I think is 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 her main aim. Um, so there's no there's no Brit that's that's any faster. So that's why I'm kind of hoping that that, that Megan gets picked. And and we should also I know I know we've been speaking about this this past weekend, um, but in Monaco on Friday night uh, there was a course, fantastic. Yeah. A fantastic women's mile where Faith Kip Yeager ran 407, if you can believe that, 407 uh, for a mile finish to finish seven seconds ahead of the second placer, Kira McGeehan. From, from it's not like five seconds uh, quicker than the world record. And five, well. five seconds quicker than the world record, seven seconds quicker than the second person. And, and Laura uh, in fourth, um, I think it was, uh, beat Zola Bud's record. Now, I remember Zola Bud because I was I was running um, at, uh, at the time Zola was running uh, and, and, and come to the, to the UK and you all those barefoot as well, yeah. Sorry? Were you barefoot as well then, were you? Was I barefoot? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did try barefoot once or twice, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that was mainly because I had a knee injury that wouldn't go away. Ah. And, and I was I was trying everything. I'm trying everything between running barefoot and then stepping into the North Sea uh, in in Aberdeen uh, to <laughs> to get some freezing cold uh, hypothermic uh, you know exposure uh, to to my knee. But um, yeah, no, that didn't work either. Um, oh. But yeah, oh, so 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 back to to, to Laura. You know, fantastic. Um, national record uk national record beating zola bud's long-standing record by a couple of seconds uh so so kudos to her and ordinarily that would have put her in for or performance of the week but uh, you know sadly laura i'm sorry it doesn't quite doesn't quite equate to to for me to to megan yeah i think so i mean we uh, I, we 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 expect laura to be that level because of her medals at Olympic and world level, yeah. whereas Megan is is on this like stepping stone, and she's just gone from the European champion to just 
you know, going from a to a top level senior at world level, which for me is is being a North athlete as well. Like you know, Inverness Harrier, it, yeah. it definitely um, you know for me would 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 give give me the give her the the, the accolade of TRS run of the, the the week. So well done to Megan Case. So yeah. uh, and and an honourable mention as well to to Tommy. Tommy was taking part in. Uh, a 10k at the weekend. I can't remind the name of it. Was it the Helen 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 Tipping? tipping. The Helen Tipping yeah. 10k. Uh, so he, he, I'm sure when he comes back on, he can chat all about his run. Uh, I think he was happy with his 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 run. Uh, it gave him a, a benchmark of uh, of 35 minutes. I think it was flat. So he, he, at least I'm sure he'll be on going onwards and upwards of. With that, you know, with where he was at that point, and uh, Fiona Bryan also had a cracking run. Um, so Tommy's better half uh, in in fifth place, I think she was, if, if at fourth or fifth place in thirty five twenty ish. This is off my head, so well done. No, to, I think thirty five thirty ish or thirty five, something like that. Yeah, so great run from Fiona, and uh, yeah, also on our, our way back after the the birth of their twins as well. So well done to Fiona as well. Um, and, hard work, short sighted hard work training with to Tommy. Yeah, so hard work training with twins. Uh, you you hard hard work the year after uh, giving you know giving birth. All the studies are absolutely clear that. You, you you know your sleep you just get wrecked uh no yeah. matter if your kid sleeps well you're still wrecked uh <laughs> so um you know hat, hats off to anybody who's had a had a child but particularly twins in the last year and is still trying to train through and do some quality training and quality racing that yeah well uh, i'm i'm trying but uh it's it's an upward, it's definitely an upward battle, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, well, well, Lewis, it's been a cracking episode. That's, uh, yeah, uh, you know, lots of, of content in this episode. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for, for you know, getting the Alice on the show and, and, you know, those two interviews and your performance. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing and seeing you guys uh, in the next episode. But if you do want to get in contact with us, we... We have now created a Facebook community page called TRS Run Clan. So if you type in TRS Run Clan, you will see uh, us, uh, our, our wee page there we've created. So if you've got anything you want to chat about, feel free to jump on that. If you want to promote a race that you're organising or you know feel it's worthy of a mention, uh, any you know recommendations of interviewers, interviewees uh, in TRS Run of the Weeks, so if you want to post your shorts on there, you know, feel free to do that too. Um, and uh, yeah, use that to whatever way you like, uh, within reason, no doubt. So yeah. Uh, also, if you do want to get in contact with us with any other things, we have got our email, tartrunnershorts at gmail.com. And there is still a few pairs of shorts uh, left over. So if you want a pair, you better hurry because uh, there's not many mediums left. There's a few larges left. There's a few smalls one extra small left so uh yeah get if you want to get your hands on before the the winter draws in let us know as well so on that on that note lewis is there anything else you want to to ramble about are you well i think i'm rambled out i'm rambled out rambled out there you go well well enjoy your wherever you're going to be are you going to be back in spay bay yeah back in spay bay 
Back in Spay Bay for a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, maybe if we maybe catch up before then, no doubt. So. Yeah, absolutely. Get my finger out and train again. So. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're I'll the only one it. who can. You're the only one who can decide to do that, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks again, yeah. folks, for listening, and we will see you next time. And that's a wrap.